KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a brand new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of the Wall Street Journal. Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk is an astonishing evocation of a crucial event during the first year of World War II. It's something new in the annals of war films, an intimate epic. The scale is immense, and all the more so in IMAX, which is the way you should see it. The event in the spring of 1940 begins with Nazi forces encircling some 400,000 Allied troops on a beach in northern France. These troops include the entire British Army. And it ends in the almost miraculous rescue of 338,000 of those soldiers by a few shallow draft naval vessels and a huge civilian flotilla of fishing boats and yachts. In Nolan's fictionalized, impressionistic recreation, the density of detail is breathtaking. It's as if the camera can barely keep up with what's happening inside and outside the frame. Yet the central concern is steadfastly human. The drama turns on individuals and their feelings of terror, excruciating vulnerability, and fragile hope that they'll make it back home only 26 miles across the English Channel. Until now, Nolan's movies, Memento, The Dark Knight Trilogy, Inception, and Interstellar, have been notable for their intricacy. This time, he has dared to keep things simple. The structure is tripartite, with attention given to tumultuous events on the beach, where the Allied troops are essentially defenseless against the Nazi guns and bombs, in the air, where RAF Spitfire fighters short on fuel struggle to protect the soldiers, and on the English Channel, where the little boats of the civilian flotilla make their way from Dover to Dunkirk. There's very little dialogue and a minimum of digital simulations. The emphasis is on spectacular images. The aerial sequences feature Tom Hardy as one of the Spitfire pilots, and they're a marvel because the use of IMAX cameras is nothing less than transformative. Sometimes the screen is filled by pilots' faces, kabuki-like, behind goggles and oxygen masks. At other times, it's filled by skies so vast that we understand as never before the near impossibility of keeping guns trained on the tiny gyrating dots of enemy fighters. The film is short, especially for Nolan, with a running time of only 106 minutes, and simplicity also reigns at sea. Instead of spending time on various boats in the flotilla, as a 1958 feature about Dunkirk did, Nolan's film focuses on a single 40-foot wooden yacht, the Moonstone, and its crew of three. The owner, Mr. Dawson, who's played by Mark Rylance, his son Peter, and George, Peter's 17-year-old friend. It's part of the film's distinction that the taciturn Mr. Dawson is played by one of the world's preeminent actors, but Mark Rylance's gifts aren't wasted. When young George asks the yacht owner where they're going, Mr. Dawson replies briskly, Into war, George. With three little words, he conveys the audacity of the voyage. I'm Joe Morgan Stern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews.